you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today to preview the upcoming game against the Baylor Bears, a Thursday night Halloween night contest against the 12th ranked and undefeated 7-0 Baylor Bears. West Virginia going into Waco to take on the Bears here in a couple days from this recording. And joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts to help me talk about it. We have two members of the Almost Heaven Athletics family. We have Steven. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? And we have Bradley. Long time no see, guys. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little bit. Uh, I guess I've never actually seen them ever before, to be real. Long time oh, to yeah. talk, I guess it is. That's, that's the, I guess that's the good thing about a podcast. Of course, well, I mean, we could go visual with it. You know, you never know what we're gonna do. We never might. Uh, hey, <laughs> that, I have I have what they call a, I have what they call a face for radio. Face, face for. <laughs> hey, Cruz, we have what we call hair for radio. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, I don't. I have no hair. I'm bald, so I got. <laughs> hey, Bradley, you gotta you gotta grow the hair out, man. Yeah, for sure. I got a decent sure. beard. I'll grow the beard. But we can change the name of the podcast to like. You know the Harry podcast or something. Oh, well, let's like not the, do that. That like sounds awful. Awesome. That, <laughs> that might that might might not have been the best idea, but you know. <laughs> I feel like, I like, it, I feel like we'd we have to come up with something with better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but we we have like everything represented. We got like no hair, and then Stephen's hair is long, and then my hair is really long. So we've got like all three links like in yeah. incremental settings. Yeah, it's basically all I'm doing now is just playing catch up to Cruz. <laughs> that's, like, that's all I'm doing. Yeah, I'll been, yeah, it's 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 it takes some time. I've been growing since 2014, so it, it'll get there. Yeah, 2017 for me, brother. So yeah, yeah, it'll get there. Uh, definitely a time-consuming thing. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But uh, anyway, before we get into Baylor, I figured we could uh, didn't get to do Oklahoma recap really, so um, you know schedules and whatnot. So I figured. We kind of give some brief thought, brief thoughts rather, on uh, the game against the Sooners that the Mountaineers lost, fifty-two to fourteen in Norman uh, before the off week this past week. Um, before we get into that, I just had to make the comment that uh, when we put up our Texas recap, there was a woman that uh, replied onto our, our our Twitter and she said, "Wow, why would we want a Texas recap?" Well, listen, because of you now, we didn't have an Oklahoma recap, so there you go. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was definitely <laughs> scheduling, but, but uh, you know, we get we got to recap them all, good or bad. So uh, yeah. I just thought that was pretty funny. But uh, what about uh, what are you guys kind of thoughts on that uh, matchup against Oklahoma? What are you thinking, Bradley? Um, yeah, I told Jordan, so we got to go over this. I was like, this this Oklahoma loss, even though it was a huge loss, like you don't want to look at these, but these are some of the losses that really matter. You know what I mean? Like you're good at stomp. You want to see how your players do? And I think Neil Brown talked about it best in some of his conference. He said, you know. Since the the absolute debacle at Missouri, all the way up until the third quarter, uh, the halftime at Oklahoma, we got better. You know what I mean? He's like we oh, yeah. consistently got more positive, and then the fourth quarter was just bad ball, uh, or the third quarter was just bad ball. And I was like, you know, 
you're right. I'm like, and that sucks. But I, like, you got to see the positives in this that we were, you know, what was it? 28-14 at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Two possession game at half. Uh, You're yeah, we were not out of the game. game we should not even have. We we should have even scored zero points. Like, right, and there and there were definitely some positives. You know, Oklahoma's first possession, the West Virginia defense forced them into a three and out. That impressed uh, me. That was yeah, very yeah. impressive. Absolutely, West Virginia did some good things on that first drive with those couple uh, fly sweeps to uh, Sam James. The third one, someone missed a block, or they might have had something. And I thought it was just really interesting the way they came out on that first drive and kind of schemed it up uh, to where they had a numbers advantage on on that side, to where they had a wide open lane for Sam James on that play, and then went real quick so Oklahoma couldn't substitute and make adjustments uh, to that. Um, so, yeah, I think there were definitely some good things in that first half. Uh, second half was uh, very, very tough, you know, second Straight week, West Virginia was held, or second straight game, West Virginia was held scoreless in the second half. So hopefully uh, that's, you know, not an ongoing trend and they can uh, get it figured out and play better after after halftime um, in this upcoming game. But uh, what about you, Stephen? Anything you want to add in regards to the uh, loss to Oklahoma? No, I pretty much agree with you guys. Um, I didn't really expect to win this game going into it. Uh, you know, I don't think really anybody did, but like you said, we were in this game up until halftime. Even if we were down by two scores, you know, for for a team like West Virginia to be that close to to a team like Oklahoma at halftime, that's a win, uh, you know. But then in the second half, I just think that uh, you know, where all those in, where we've had all the injuries and everything mm-hmm. happening to us in the last few weeks, and uh, you know, I've I've been saying it all season, uh, our inexperience and our youngness, it, it it's it's going to show against teams like this. And you know, I said it in the in the uh, prediction roundtable that you could not let Oklahoma embarrass you. And up until halftime, I thought West Virginia did a good job of not letting that happen. Uh, right. But, you know. Because, like, I look at these stats and, like, I'm not mad at it. If I get, like, really, if I kept looking at the yards for passing, they were, like, short passes. But, I mean, 15 for 31 for two touchdowns, that's, like, not horrible. You know, I got two, two, two for two for Trey Lowe. You know, like, you look at these, it's, like, not bad. You got some, a lot of carries in there. You got TJ Simmons with six receptions. TJ Simmons is a man this year. TJ Simmons is really coming on. I I love that guy. Did you guys see the uh, Did you guys see the tweet about the one dude that uh, blocked the guy completely out of bounds? Oh my gosh! Let me tell you something. The ref ref was sitting there watching it, and TJ Simmons retweeted. There is something. He was like, "Yeah, it's not a flag." Yeah, there's crazy. nothing that makes my skin crawl more than seeing that all over Twitter the past few days. Oh, Let me tell you that, Jim. Because I was in the stands last year for that Oklahoma game, and I'll tell you one thing. I have never in my life seen someone be penalized for playing the game too well. The, it, it called, it, the called excessive blocking. I mean, that's, excessive that's, blocking that even, out of bounds. The, ref, the ref acted like that it was a, appalling to even see that, and he, wouldn't, he couldn't even believe that anyone could challenge that ruling. And then, you know, Michigan does it against Notre Dame, and everybody acts like he's the best thing that's since sliced bread, like Michael, o, yeah. like Michael Orr in Blindside. Yeah. Well, and he, here's oh, the who? thing. Um, if they don't call that penalty, West Virginia genius. scores and yeah. probably win, and Virginia wins, that, wins game. that football game. Yeah, I mean they're just yeah. at home. So. And like I've always told myself because I was I've always been a big fan of TJ Simmons. I was like I'm not gonna be mad at him because you know that's just an effort play. Like, yeah, it was a bit excessive. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like oh, in that boy. heat of the moment, like I get it. But holy crap, I'm gonna take a dude that does that. You know, puts his full effort oh, into absolutely. it. Absolutely. And he's showing that. That's what he's doing right now. He's taking yeah. that excessive blocking and put it into six receptions for seventy-four yards and two touchdowns against Oklahoma's defense. And still, and still, the best blocking receiver that we have, I think. Oh yeah, oh. and our leader, bro. He's going to be absolutely. absolutely. I've I've been excited about him even before he put on a West Virginia uniform. When he when they announced he was transferring from Alabama, yeah. West Virginia, 
I was immediately stoked. Oh yeah, and he's and he's really starting to come on uh, as of late, and I think it's just the tip of the iceberg too. You know, next year you're going to really see, I think, a lot out of him, and hopefully, you know, Sam James and Ollie Jennings, you know, some of these other guys too as well. So yeah, they perform uh, well against an Oklahoma defense that was stuck. Absolutely. How about that catch Ollie Jennings had? Very Rob impressive. Tom. <laughs> that yeah, guy I can't believe it. that guy just that guy just gets it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was impressive. You know, uh, of course the flag, which you know is another was another bad call, but it is what it is. I mean, it wouldn't have made a difference in the game or anything, but it was just an awesome catch. But um, it's still I got guess, the uh, reaction that it deserved. People. Oh yeah, that. absolutely, absolutely, fantastic grab. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a hundred what hundred percent completion <laughs> percentage on the season. Yeah, stacked Oklahoma stats real thick. <laughs> Best best quarterback we have on the roster right now. There you go. <laughs> speaking of which, though, numbers, speaking wise, of which, numbers I, I would, wise, I wish people would stop the the Austin Kendall hatred. I, I really, oh, really it's, wish it's, it would stop. It's ridiculous. I mean, you know, that's 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 the thing is, is has he missed passes? Yes, has. But also, West Virginia's receivers have dropped a lot of passes as well. And, you know, the offensive line struggles are well-documented. And uh, the guy doesn't have a run game to rely on. West Virginia's averaging like 80 yards rushing a game right now. One of the worst rush offenses in the country. I mean, that's not doing you any favors. I don't care who your quarterback I mean, is. Yeah. I haven't really got to watch the games as in-depth as I was working during the Oklahoma game, unfortunately. These away games, I got to work. But uh, I uh, – I haven't really seen us do a lot of the touch passes and like a lot of the lateral stuff. Like we've been trying to do a lot more up the front. Stuff. Like we'll, we'll stretch the edge sometimes, but I feel like it's we just reverted more to like the little screen pass or like the the wide receiver screen. Yeah, I think I think that's just kind of where we're trying to get uh, you know the run <laughs> going is you know off off of those because you know up the middle is not working. Um, we can't hold guys long enough to run sweeps or anything, and it's really to the point where. Um, Matt Moore and Neil Brown have said that um, they're basically reinventing the run game week to week just to try and get it going. So, uh, you know, that's that's troublesome when you hear something like that. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they can game plan something up and finally get it figured out. But yeah, and I still uh, trust it, them. You got to trust yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's gonna be it might be something that takes time for them to get figured out, but I guarantee you they'll they'll get it straightened out and and the run game will be uh, better. If not later this season, then uh, next year you'll see an entirely different look to yeah. that uh, run game. And this definitely pulls some of that early preseason pressure off, you know what I mean? Like, okay, this is the real world. Like, we're going to have to settle down and, like, actually function. And, like, I think it's going to give Neil Brown, like, a steady, like, okay, let's get this – let's get this sorted. Yeah, and and as Steven mentioned, the injuries, you know, starting to pile up's hurt. Uh – uh, right. You know, Josh Chandler out, knocked out last game. He's going to be out at least a month. Still got Sean Ryan out. Uh, Quandarius Qualls probably not going to play on Thursday, and his backup Cowan's out. So uh, you'll probably see Jared Bartlett, uh, true freshman, get some action at that bandit spot in his first uh, first playing time. Um, hopefully Keith Washington's supposed to come back. So so that's good. But the injuries really uh, piling up for this West Virginia team. Yeah, they're really stacking up on us this year. I, and it's still... without depth, it, it hurts. You know, we didn't have depth to begin with, and then injuries piling up is just really really hurt down the stretch are we really surprised about it though because i mean if we think back what has plagued this football team ever since we joined the big 12 conference from the game six on what has plagued this football game football team it's it's the it's the injuries but the thing is i think that those injuries happen you know basically everywhere but the difference is a lot of these programs have built the depth to where the next man coming up I think is it's a right. or a war they, on, they built know, the it, depth they don't have to travel as much they don't build up as much fatigue yeah the they travel, travel yeah. 
I travel mean, I'm, everyone knows the, the travel, but and people they don't play the travel, but it it definitely it's definitely. I think a lot of it has to do with freaking thing. Dana Holgerson not having depth at anywhere, and I think he also has because working at the hotel, I think he just had like very poor nutrition for the players, and I don't think he took care of them as well as he should have. And I know right, that's, what, that's, uh, was it Thomas Scott? Is that his name or something like that? I don't remember the um, uh, Mark Mark Scott Mark Scott. Mark Scott. That's what it is. And I mean, he did wonderful. And like a lot of the previous players loved him, and I feel like he's really been able to shine under Neil Brown now more. But I feel like it's just like something's got to be going on here that like these players are getting injured this frequently. Like their bodies just like aren't prepared, or they're not rehabbing as well as they should, or something. And I think we've done better this year handling it, but I think that's just like the effect of being in this program for you know like a year already. Absolutely, and I think that's where it's going to change. That could be slanderous, but with Neil Brown, is you got that attention to detail, and you know he's going to focus in on those things. But also the way he talks about building through high school, um, you're going to have players that have been in the program behind these guys if someone gets injured. Whereas in Dana's regime, you know he recruited JUCO and transfers and tried to plug guys in year to year. So if those guys went down, the guys behind them were inexperienced guys, young guys, walk-ons at times, and and that's what really hurts you down the stretch because injuries are going to happen. You know, yeah. maybe not, maybe not as a high high multitude as they have in recent years for West Virginia, but they're going to happen at some point throughout the season when you're playing a physical game like football, for sure. Absolutely. And I I think, you know, that's a good point. You know, you're going to have these injuries, but I think that that really kind of bodes well for West Virginia moving forward. Like I said, I know that West Virginia deals with this every single year, and it really has hurt us up to this point because, like you guys said, Dana never really cared about depth. He cared about his, you know, his two right, starters yeah, on yeah. – his two, three starters on offense and then – Hopefully you have a good enough defense to hold hold the the other team to two less points. A couple stops. <laughs> yeah, and then you know that was your game plan. So you know it's going to take about a year or two, but I do think that this really bodes well for West Virginia in the future. And you know in Me terms too. of having all of this experience, because you're going to have virtually none of the players on West Virginia's roster by the end of this season that haven't played in at least one football game. That's so true. by the time yeah. next year comes around, you're going to have you know what's 80% of your roster that's already played in the college football game, and then the rest Absolutely. of those guys that are that's coming scary. in. Aside from aside from cornerback with, you know, Keith Washington and Hakeem Bailey, um, virtually all of your starters are, you know, there's hardly no seniors on the roster, um, you know, in, in starting positions, really. You got McKivitz on the offensive line and Wickline on the offensive line and uh, Kennedy McCoy running back, and then the two corners, and then I think Reese Donahue, and, um, of course, the grad transfer, Reuben Jones. But uh, other than that, I mean, you're full of you know, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, so these guys are all going to be coming back uh, with experience. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, bodes well for the future. But um, having said that, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about um, Thursday night's game against the Baylor Bears. Yeah. All right, so uh, West Virginia taking on Baylor in Waco on Thursday, Halloween night. As I said, Baylor seven and zero. West Virginia coming in three and four. Baylor twelfth in the country. Um, Going to be a tough matchup, I do believe. Um, Baylor's been really balanced, uh, strong defense, good offense. Um, have shown they can win dogfights, low-scoring games, and then have also shown they can win shootouts. If they need to score, you know, forty, fifty points. They can do that as well. So really versatile Baylor team. West Virginia is going to be facing 
you know, top 15 team in the country and um, undefeated. And I'm sure that they have a bad taste in their mouth with West Virginia drubbing them last year in Morgantown. So you got that playing in as well. Um, what are you guys opening thoughts on this uh, matchup against Baylor? Uh, what are you thinking, Bradley? I think this is the most crucial game for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Like it could be the most crucial game for the rest of the season. If we yeah. win this, if we win this game, like that's going to make getting bowl eligible a lot easier, but like, this is going to be an incredibly hard game to win. Yeah. Very, very tough matchup. I think, especially with, you know, Being in Waco on Halloween. Exactly. In Waco on Halloween, tough place to play. Defense is going to be without, you know, what was your leading tackler and Josh Chandler, which now Josh Norwood's taking over that leading tackler spot, but uh, was Josh Chandler. So, I mean, you know, without him, without your two guys that have been playing at bandit linebacker. Um, so, you know, you're really going to be probably moving some guys around on defense. And, you know, the offense has had its woes. It's been well documented how the offensive struggled, you know, 70% of the season. So it's going to be a tough one for West Virginia. But like you said, it's a big one because – Well, we're also coming off of a bye week. So, you know – Oh, got, yeah, that's I, I've got a little bit of a reset. Yeah, that, it, you know? I think so, yeah. Like Stephen okay. always said, West Virginia is always good for one upset. So, I mean, it's got to come. That's right? true. It's going to come, true. guys. It's it's going to happen. I believe I knew I you were going to say that. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope so, because West Virginia, I think, you know, it's one that they need. Um, if they get this one, you know, you only got to go two and two in your final four to get to that six win mark that we all three predicted in the season prediction roundtable. So um, hopefully, but um, Stephen, what about you? Anything you want to add as far as opening thoughts on this matchup? Uh, no, it's, a, it's definitely a tall uh, task, you know, going up against these guys. Charlie Brew has been playing really, really well up to this point. Uh, you know, we kind of expected it going into this season that Baylor might have this kind of a breakout season. Uh, you know, with the guys that they had coming back and Matt Rule uh, just being the kind of coach that he is. Um, but, you know, with that said, you know, you guys touched on it being on Halloween night. And I, you know, got a feeling West Virginia may have Get a little some, spoopy. They may they may have a little something up their sleeves because, you know, stranger things have happened. Jared uh, like I keep out, blah, blah, blah. Trick <laughs> or treat. You know, I've I've been saying it just like you just said that West Virginia will have a game that they're not supposed to win that they will grab. I don't know if it'll be this game, but this could have this. I don't know. It feels like one of those games where I just don't know, you know, where to go with it. All week this week, I've been trying to go in my mind back and forth. How, you know, how can I get up for this game? What is what makes me feel different about this game than I felt about Iowa State, Texas and Oklahoma and. I mean, honestly, I feel a little bit like West Virginia may come out and, and, you know, battle pretty hard just because Baylor doesn't do that great off of bye weeks. They struggled against Rice off their bye week in the first time, uh, first bye week around. Mm -hmm. uh, West Virginia really has done well off their first bye week playing NC State and, you know, beat, that's the best win we've had all season, in my opinion. That's uh, true. Yeah, definitely so. Best the run right. game was looking and everything else. So. so I've got, you know, up and down feelings about this game. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in like full show me mode now. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's not that I don't have faith in this team, but it's just to the point where you know every week you're like, all right, this is going to be the week the offense finally you know gets their identity, finally gets it going, and then you know it's it's still not not come to fruition. So to me, I'm just kind of like, I don't I don't know you know if this offense just kind of is what it is at this point until they until they show me otherwise, especially when it comes to the to the run game. So it's kind of hard to have faith. Um, you know, not the fact that you can you can keep it close, but are you are you going to be able to score when you need to score? And you know, that's the thing that I, that worries me most. You know, I think Baylor's favored by seventeen or eighteen last time I checked. So 
Um, I think West Virginia can keep it closer than that, but uh, it just depends on, you know, what kind of game plan they have coming <laughs> in. I think the game plan will be good. It just depends on if that they have the ability to execute it, especially offensively. And then, of course, the injuries we mentioned on defense are definitely going to going to play a role. So I, I don't know. This is one that I'm I'm like you, Stephen. I just don't know how to how to judge it really. I feel like you know I got faith West Virginia could you know come out and shock some people and play better than expected. But then at the same time, it's like um, they kind of are who they are at this point too. Right. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the scary thing for me is because you know every time we feel like West Virginia might come out and prove you wrong and show you something different than what they've shown you in the previous weeks, they come out and they they look the same. I mean, and I, it's largely in in part due to the offensive line, you know, being so bad. And I get that you can't really do anything without having an offensive line. But, you know, at some point, you've got to have something. You know what I mean? Like, you've, got, you've right. got to be able to pull something together along that offensive line to be able to have some kind of an offensive presence in the second half. Because, yeah, absolutely. You know, against these types of teams, it's not going to really get you anywhere. But especially when, you know, when you get to start playing TCU and Texas Tech in a few weeks from games that you, you know, maybe should win. I don't know if you could say you should win them. But more winnable games than what – these uh, past few games have been. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to start showing some success, uh, especially on the in the running game, because that's just been loud. Yeah, and, that, and that's where this game's important, because even if West Virginia doesn't win the game, it's a game that they could build confidence that they're really gonna yeah. need over those final four games when they have you know more winnable opportunities than they've had in in these past four. If we don't even at least make this game competitive, like if we at least don't show progression, like we start to digress, then like. I might lose faith on us getting like to a bowl game because like that's like mid of the season. Like if we're going backwards, then like we really need to really establish something. So I, I don't want to see us get drubbed again. Like, that would be yeah. painful. I couldn't remember yeah. last time we went three losses in a row just like this. I guess probably back in the what was it the four seven season or whatever it was four eight. Yeah, four four and uh, four and eight, I believe it was. And that's yeah, the thing that's, that that's the thing that worries me is, um, you know, the back half of the schedule is you know not as tough as this part. But then you look at it, and you know TCU just beat Texas, Kansas State just beat Oklahoma, um, Texas Tech's had some uh, games where they've hung with some good teams. Oklahoma State has you know an explosive offense. So my thing is, if West Virginia comes out, lays an egg in this game, um, you could be. I mean, I'm not trying to you know uh, be the bearer of bad news, but you could be looking at a team that may not get any more wins if they don't you know improve. That's just to put it bluntly. Yeah, it's I mean, the sad truth. You know, if West Virginia is. doesn't find it, you know, more specifically, like I just said, if you don't find anything on the offensive line, you're not winning any more football games. Yeah, it's, it's, that's just the truth about it. I mean, there's too many good football teams left on this schedule, and that's not saying that they're juggernauts, but if you they can't have, run, I mean, all the underdogs just won. All the underdogs yeah. just won the Big Twelve this weekend. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. You're not playing James Madison every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And we're seeing now that NC State isn't as good of a football team as what we thought they were. But West Virginia, right. you know, looked really good in that game despite what kind of a team they were playing. And, and it's, not, it's not that we're trying to be, you know, Debbie Downers or anything. But if you don't have a run game, you're one-dimensional on offense. Your offense isn't, you know, it's going to be hard to get anything going, which we've seen. And then plus defensively, West Virginia's had some bright spots. But injuries are adding up on that side of the ball. They're not strong enough at this point, deep enough and experienced enough to carry you to some wins. So if the offense, if something doesn't change run game wise and the offense, you know, 
be able to create some big plays down the stretch. That's that's just you know it's going to be tough to win you know any of these games that Washington has left. Let me tell you, if we don't if we don't have some of the injuries that we've had this season, I I mean I'd go as far to say we lose two less football games than what we have. No, I, I can agree with that. West Virginia's defense has been at least be a um, lot of pressure in a lot of all of them. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I, I think I, I saw a stat West Virginia's defense is holding uh, their opponents to, on average, 50 yards below their um, season average of, of total yards per game. So uh, West Virginia's defense has done some good things despite, you know, playing some guys they probably weren't expecting to play. And I think the scheme's there for uh, this defense to be really successful when all the pieces are healthy and in place. Yeah, that's true. And I want to preface the tall of Mountaineer Nation. This is like – it's not really being like like hounding on the team, and it's not really like being like the sad story about it. Like it's just gonna hurt as a fan. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna get up, oh, I'm yeah. gonna get excited for this game on Thursday. Like I'm gonna get behind my team, and I'm gonna believe that we can win that game. And if we lose, it's gonna hurt. And then I'm gonna go on to the next game. You know what? I'm gonna get hyped for that game, and I'm gonna get pumped up for that game as a fan, and I'm gonna believe that we can win in it. And if we lose, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm prepared for that hurt for the team that I know I'll have next year. I'm just saying like. As a fan, like this is gonna suck. This is gonna hurt if that's just the way our season's gonna go. But and they've I, got our full support. Yeah. And I think we all feel that same way. This is oh, yeah. no, nobody this, wants got that. our full support the whole time. Right. But if we're gonna be getting heartbroken, like we at least got you know we're at least well, gonna go into yeah. it knowing, you know. And I and I agree with you because the competitor and the fan in me hates losing. I hate it more than anything oh, yeah. in the world. Absolutely. But you know, in the same token, I've I'm willing to go through these types of pains if it means that we're going to have a, you know, a winning team in the next few seasons. And I don't mean have, you know, an eight and nine win winning season every couple of years like we had under Dana Holgerson. I mean a real 10, 11, 12 win football field, football team. Every Neil Brown is going to have us in the December will, game. Yes, it will happen with Neil Brown under, you know, at West Virginia University. But I said that under Dana Holgerson, and that dude was a joke of a coach. <laughs> I, I gave and, Dana. I gave Dana too long to to. Too long. I supported him. Yeah. I have to apologize I, to people. I, I think. I think we all. I think we all did that. All, all three of us were, were guilty of that. Yes. But I think I it's just the fact of being of being a diehard Mountaineer fan. You're going to support the coach, you know, regardless to the bitter end until you can't anymore. And I think even you know with Dana's Dana's deficiencies that we all know well and you know speak of well now. Even with that, you know, he had you know two or three years where he had a chance to you know win a big Big Twelve championship. And my thing is, if he can get the team to that point where you know they're one win away from playing for a Big 12 title, then Neil Brown can certainly get West Virginia over that plateau and into the Big 12 championship game and win a conference title. Well, our defense right certainly too. looks to be playing a lot better than what we had on those other teams. Because if you think back, 2013, the first year in the Big 12 conference, Geno Stedman and Tavon should have won. They not yeah, only I mean, they have gone on the feet and won a Big 12 they should have went to the college football playoff, and I don't care oh, who yeah. argues me, with me oh, about that. If they had any kind of defense that year, they would have won. I promise I mean, you. That. I mean, they were number five in the country, five and zero oh, before Oops. you know it all fell apart <laughs> due to that defense. Yeah, but it didn't really fall apart. It's just everybody started figuring out how to stop our offense, you know, because our offense couldn't feed off of our defense. Our offense was completely. Yeah, they would just score was, on our that defense. That was the only team the... we had. It was like we were outscoring everybody, and you know, it would be a shootout to fifty every game. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was fun to watch though. It was very fun to watch. It was fun no, to watch. No, I mean, it was an entertaining season, even though that's they finished not, seven and six. It was the most entertaining seven and six. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. You know, even in in championship seasons, you know, you might not have the most entertaining games. You know, you might win something fourteen to seven. You know, but the thing is, you're playing 
whatever strategy it takes to win the game. That's what you're gonna exactly. what you're gonna do. And that's and that's kind of what I you know revert back to talking about Baylor. That's kind of what they've shown is that they're just doing what it takes to win. You know they have they can get in dog fights. They've won uh, against Rice. I think it was twenty to thirteen. And then you see against Oklahoma State an explosive offense. Okay, they put up forty five put up forty five points. So you know they 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 can do whatever it takes to win. You know whatever style they need to play. And I think that that's kind of what you got to do if you want to be a team that competes in, in, in this conference. Unless you're you know a juggernaut like Oklahoma or somebody, you're going to have to be able to you know do it all kind of. And Neil Brown has talked about their coach. What's his name again? Mark. Uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. That's what it was. I was just going to say Mark Rule. Man, I am just slightly off today. Just <laughs> got the last names right. I need to pay more attention to the first names. But yeah, I've heard Neil Brown talk about just how much he's admired like the position that Matt Rule has taken at Baylor. Oh, absolutely. Into a, great, I mean, great a distraught program. I mean, absolutely. Because I was thinking that earlier this season. I was like, man, you know, Baylor's just like really come a long way since, you know, they were a dumpster fire. I mean, since literally. Our years ago, they were, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just like, whew. But his first season, and to see was, how he's built them up, yeah, yeah. Two seasons ago, you know, his first season, twenty seventeen, they they went, you know, wor- they were worse than we were. They went one and eleven that year, yeah. and now in his third season, they're undefeated at seven and zero right now. So, you know, yeah. if you want to look at the what the future could be for West Virginia, you know, look no further than than right there. Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm so glad you said that because I feel like there's a lot of similarities between these two schools. I feel like you know, this. West Virginia football team is a lot better than that Baylor team, in my opinion. I, you know, we've got a lot better offense than what they had. They did, they had no offensive presence that year, right. uh, first of all. Uh, but in terms of just the morale of the football team and where the direction of the program is heading, and you can tell from the way that everyone around the program acts, I see that in West Virginia. But I've said that. How many times this season? I have never seen a better morale out of a three and four football team in my life. It's true. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Everyone's balled in. Um, you know, you're not seeing guys hang their heads. You know, they're they're still battling even even against Oklahoma. You know, down big down being late, they were still out there fighting every play, offensively and defensively. Yeah, yes. and if you want even better, if you want an even better example, there was a team that had. They hadn't had a 10-win season, I don't think, in their history. And then they had three in a row after their coach had, like, what, a 3-8 and eight season or something like that down at Troy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Three, mm-hmm. uh, three, three and eight. Uh, Neil Brown was – well, the team he took over, I think, um, they were uh, three and nine the year before Yeah, I hear he that guy's there. pretty good. I heard, yeah, he, yeah. I heard he took them to 10 wins in a row after a 3-8 and eight season. So, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. That guy, if that guy can do it, then I'm sure our coach can do it. You know? Exactly. So. <laughs> That's the thing of it. I, but, just, oh, yeah, I get I get tired of the negativity around the fan base. Well, that's about you guys. And I think it's getting better. That's I think we're thing. weeding out some of the bad ones. That's yeah. the thing. You can't if West Virginia is losing. It, it, I don't care. You know what? If West Virginia is losing in a football game, the best advice that I can give to anyone is to not get on Facebook or Twitter because it's going to be take the quarterback out, take this guy out. Change uh, the head fire, coach. We need to just fire coach, everybody you know, and start anew. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's all you ever hear. No, that's, like, yeah, I just avoid it. Like, that's just yeah, hell, that's, I, that's, hell, that's I go to football games anymore, do. and the people behind me are saying it. People yeah, in the stands are saying it. That's how bad a, it's gotten. It's a lot of knee-jerk reactions. You know, it's it's crazy. But then those people what are, are the people ones? looking at? What are they – are they literally just looking at the the – what, this you got year, those, I don't know. Like, how do you, you got not those fans that don't, have immediate faith? Like, you got those fans that don't follow the team, really. They just turn the game on on the radio on Saturday or they flip it on on TV. They don't really follow it like that to know 
what's going on, to know what the expectations of this team are, to know what players this team have. They're just the type turning the game on. West Virginia's losing. They're mad. You know, they don't they don't know the circumstances. That's right. Because I mean, you know, I'll tell you one thing, and I know you guys will agree with me right now. For somebody that's followed this team every single game, every single week, from the time I was probably six or five years old, <laughs> I you know, West Virginia is in a wonderful, wonderful place right now in terms of where their program oh, is. Absolutely. Uh, I can't. Ex- I cannot express that enough. Uh, like nobody man, wants. Nobody wants a three and eight season. But you know. No, but I mean, th- as, you know, I hate to say his name on the podcast, but as, think back to what, what did we have a year removed from Don Nealon? We went three and eight as a football team in the Big yeah, East Conference. That was the first, that was the first year. And then yep. after that. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was. I'm too young to remember, but I'm I'm pretty sure that there was a multiple people calling for his head at that point. And then exactly. you know, if they would have fired him at that point, where would we be as a football program now? Oh, would have never been in a position to even compete to you know for the national championship. Oh, it just never it, been in a position to go to the the Fiesta Bowl or the Sugar Bowl or the Orange Bowl or the any bowl that you know that put it, our it program. Takes time. On the map. <laughs> It and if you like, time. just listen. If you it listen takes. to the words that come out of that man's mouth, if you are a mountaineer by heart, it hits you. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's just how it is. The guy talks family, and he talks values, and he talks the way I want to win football. Yeah, I mean, as silly as it sounds to some people, it really does. I mean, it hits you right in the heart. It makes you feel like you know this is our guy. This is the guy we've been wanting to hire as our head coach, and it really oh. makes you feel. I mean, I, I could be wrong about this. Whether I'm right in the future, I don't know. But it really does make you feel like that this is the first time we've got a coach that, you know, may want to stay here for the long term. Yeah. yeah and I, I think, think a lot of people – Modern-day Don Nealon. And I think a lot of people hypothesize that he wants to go to the SEC after he blows up at West Virginia. I don't think that's true. I don't believe that. I think he enjoys West Virginia. I think he enjoys I the Big too. 12. I think he enjoys the fact that he can open up a little bit and, like, be innovative with the offenses and not have to stick to that mundane run game, you know. It, and well, and he's from Kentucky, and yeah, he's like well, and Kentucky is not a better job than the West Virginia job. You know, he, I don't, I don't think he would leave West Virginia for for Kentucky. You know, yeah. I just don't, I just don't see that. That's a, you know, that's not a step up. That's like a step to the side. You know, and he right doesn't there. seem like a money because man. The, he because like the Dana Holston, Dana Holston going to Houston was a rare move. That was yeah, very rare, very that's, rare. That doesn't happen. He's just an idiot. No, and oh. people, it frustrates me when people still think. It still frustrates me when people think we still wanted him as a head coach. Like, like as soon as like, I, like I was frustrated at first when I first heard, it. I was like, "Oh man, Dan Hogerson's leaving." Then I really thought about, it. I was like, you know, I'm not hurt by it. Like I liked him, but he just like if he couldn't do it last year, then he wasn't going to do it. Well, let's and then now, that's, now that's, to that's watch him game. implode, to watch him absolutely implode at Houston, yeah. makes me terrified for what this season could have been. Well, let's he, be honest, he had I one foot out the door since 2014. Yeah, I, mean, Carl he, was, I don't want to bring this on West Virginia, but I absolutely love watching the season that Dana Hogerson has had this year. Um, it's I'm now, well, the thing is, I mean, everyone thought you know he he'd come into Houston and right away have, have a big big season, but literally, literally with the with the down roster West Virginia has, they're having you know similar seasons to a Houston roster that was supposedly loaded and ready for him to go. And we have the 14th toughest schedule in the country. Yep. So there's yeah, there, like the there come the police going to pick him up for the crime he committed. Oh yeah, that's Morgantown right there for you. That's the sound <laughs> of Morgantown. They're on their way. They're on they're on their way for for uh uh I don't know probably something crazy. I don't know. I, I, I yeah, the stop. ambulance. The ambulance. It's in the lots are right down the road from me. I hear them all the time. 
Yeah, I know how that is. I'm I'm near a train, so late at night I hear the trains rolling by. But uh, let's uh, a couple things that I thought were interesting. Uh, Neil Brown spoke about this week um, in regards to uh, guys play, uh, playing. Um, you know, the, you're getting to the point where some of these freshmen uh, that are going to redshirt can play. You got five games left; they can play four. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, Jared Bartlett he's expected to play uh, this game. But the one that really stuck out was Tony Mathis, the uh, true freshman running back. Uh, Neil Brown said he's really been a bright spot. And he's going to get some carries and play later this season. Don't know if he'll play in this game against Baylor, but um, what are your guys' thoughts there with uh, Tony Mathis? Could he be the spark this run game needs, or uh, what are you guys thinking? I mean. I would throw Steven back there running back right now if I, you know, just to see what would happen. Yeah, anything. Put me in, Coach. <laughs> yeah, no. Ready. I know, it's not, I'm just saying, like, I'm down. I just want to see people. T- I want to see what we've got, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see what the rest of our team is made of. I want to see more Trey Lowe. I mean, I why not, why not try whatever to get the – because you can't – the run game really can't get much worse than it has been. So, I mean, if you think something's going to give it a boost, I say try it, whatever it is. Yeah, throw Jared Nagy um, in, and if he does great, pull his red shirt, let him play for the rest of the year, then – Starting picture. I I agree, but not because of the fact of taking Austin Kendall out because of how he's played. I I, uh, I think I just want to see other options. Against Austin Kendall at this point, because of the injury that he might. I'm I'm still worried about his his uh his chest, man. I, I don't think he's not a hundred percent. I don't he's think there's any way he's hundred percent. No way. But no also way. Neil Brown, Neil Brown, straight from the words of the man himself, who said competition breeds success. Like if if we're not going for a win now, then we need to see like just what's out there. You know, if he's because he's not performing up to his standards, and yeah, a lot of that's up to line. But let's see if somebody can go above and beyond, and you know, maybe really prove themselves. Like he talked over the summer. Maybe it didn't happen during summer fall camp. You know, maybe it comes halfway through the season when you're losing games, and you just want to see what's out there. And, and, you know, just, you know, to play, you know, from what I've heard, uh, Jared Diggy's been throwing some darts out there on, on the scout team offense and said he's really can sling the thing. So, I mean, you know, chances are that's going to be the two guys competing to be your starter next year with, you know, wild card probably being Garrett Green. But, you know, J- Daigie and Kendall, if they're going to compete next year for the starting job, why wouldn't you get uh, Daigie some experience as well? So you got two experienced guys competing to be your starting quarterback. And I think you'll see that at some point. I, I don't know when, but, you know, we're getting down to that to that window where I think you'll see Daigie uh, get in and get some snaps at some point. And it says a lot that he's scout team starting because Neil Brown has said that he likes to have his kind of like some of his best on scout team, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. To give him the best look. So, I mean, it probably says something that Jarrett Daigie's, you know, the scout team you know, as well as I talked about Austin Kendall all season, Jared Deggie is the best quarterback on our roster, and I'll stand by that. The kid has over 2,000 yards. Uh, how many? T- uh, he's got over 20, 10. 29 touchdowns or something. Yeah, I was going to say he's got close to 30 touchdowns, I believe. Yeah. 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 Best quarterback 29. on the roster, hands down. Hands yeah, and, down. and most experienced quarterback on the roster as well. Yep. So, so it's going to be a really fun quarterback battle uh, during yeah, the and I, well, I think I think we're, we're all – we all seen now that uh, – I don't know if the, if they've made the I haven't checked the depth chart uh, yet this week. I don't know if they've reflected on there, but at this point, Jack Allison's already fallen to the th- to the third string behind Trey Lowe. You saw Trey Lowe get uh, a couple snaps against Oklahoma, and he was the one that came in late in that one. So I think Trey Lowe right now is kind of elevated to second string. So I think that you know Jack Allison's more or less out of the equation as far as you know playing down the stretch. So you know I think Daigie, if you're going to put somebody else in, it's probably going to be Daigie or Lowe. But I think you know Daigie's the one that you're most likely to see, see someone else. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that 
you saw that you know him get in that game, and I think that just shows they have some packages for him. And and I wish they had gone back to that, but I think I think that it's going to depend on the success they have with it. But I think that they will uh, get it going again. Possibly this week you'll even see uh, Trey Lowe uh, get back out there and uh, in that little Wildcat package. And hopefully, you know, if he has more success, you'll probably see him more often, which, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see personally. Like we said, anything to get that to get that run game going. Yeah. Yeah, anything, anything to get the run game going. Because if you get the run game going, I think that opens up a whole lot more for our offense. I think, you know, that's the – like I've been saying, the offensive line, but if you get the running game going, man, that – you could really that opens everything spread up. Spread everything out that way. Yeah. You can you know push it down the throat and throw it over top and that opens up with all of our receivers yeah, that much more. That, the only way you can do that is to improve three things. Either you gotta improve your line, that's not happening. You gotta get a mobile quarterback that can stretch it out. We right. could try that. Or you throw in another running back and try to get, you know, some real explosive plays in there. I mean we could try that with Mathis. Like I said, I'd I'd try anything. Yeah, you got to try anything at this point. So, um, you know, as that's, you know, West Virginia offense, the struggles have been there. Um, like I said, defensively, you've had bright spots, but uh, this Baylor offense is going to be a tough matchup, especially with, you know, some of the injuries we've covered and talked about a little bit on the defense for West Virginia. But Baylor is, you know, top four in the country, I believe, in uh, yards per play, top 15 in uh, total yards per game. So you're facing a pretty explosive offense that's very balanced. They've got, you know, about three different running backs they'll use. They'll run the ball a lot. They have Denzel Mims, who's one of the better uh, receivers in the Big 12. Charlie Brewer's very underrated quarterback. So they're very balanced on offense as well. Um, How do you guys see the West Virginia defense attack in this Baylor offense to try and slow them down? And do you see the West Virginia defense being able to do that and have some success against this Baylor offense? So what do you think, Steven? Uh, short answer, no. Uh, West Virginia is going to struggle against these guys, and I, I don't mean that to say negatively, but uh, these guys are just good, man. Uh, like you touched on, Denzel Mims is a man at wide receiver. They've got John Lovett, and they've got Jamichael Hasty at running back. Both have mm-hmm. been doing really well this season. Uh, Charlie Brewer, like you mentioned, is really underrated at the quarterback position. So, uh, and not to mention all these guys on defense that they've got. Man, they've got a stout. You know, one of the best defenses in the Big Twelve. Um, Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't see West Virginia being able to handle these guys. Uh, unfortunately, I really kind of. Unfortunately, I don't want. I don't want to say it, man. I really don't want to. But I. I I'm thinking West Virginia is going to get a taste of their own medicine of what we handed them last year in Morgantown. I, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. You know, it just seems like a bad matchup. Plus, you know, they're going to have that revenge factor probably because they don't they haven't forgotten that. And I guarantee Charlie Brewer hasn't forgotten that. He went, he got injured in that game, but when he was in, he went like one of eight with three three interceptions. So I, I think that it's uh, was their offense revving up. Yeah, that's them right there. They're getting ready to Morgantown. They're getting ready to take off. <laughs> That's a Charlie Brewer back there. <laughs> but, no, 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 seriously, though, I, I do think that, you know, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Steve, and I, I think it's a it's a bad matchup that I'm a little nervous about, and I hope, hopefully I'm surprised that maybe the West Virginia defense does some things, moves some guys around to, you know, try and create some things, but I don't like the matchup overall. Um, Bradley, what about you uh, as far as the West Virginia defense against this Baylor offense? Overall, I think it's going to go down how you guys have explained it. But I think if we have it, if we're going to have a chance in this game, I think it's going to be on the backs of our defense. They could have a game, and like so our, our young backs have shown some pizzazz and they've shown some skills. So maybe coming off of a bye week where they've really gotten, you know, 
some settlement in there, you know, maybe we'll see some improvement out of those really talented Kerry Martin, Tyke Smith, all them, you oh, know, yeah. that young backfield. They could, if we get some like turnovers early, you know, really put our offense in a good position to win, you know what I mean? Like if we get some quick scores and, you know, we can just keep our defense fresh, then maybe our, you know, the Stills brothers get a little, a little juice back in their legs and, you know, maybe we have a chance at it. But I really don't – I mean, it would take a, a good scheme for them to really, you know, pop off the season. They would have to have one heck of a game really covered. And like I said, I don't see – I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. But I just, you know, I don't have faith in it. Yeah, that, that's kind of If we're going to win, it's going to have to be on the backs of our defense and getting turnovers. Right. That some think, interceptions, some Keith Washington, Josh Norwood. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I senior think game one, type stuff. Yeah, the one uh, course of action West Virginia has – is hopefully force some turnovers. Without that, it could be you know tough day for the for the West Virginia defense without uh, forcing those forcing those turnovers. So, um, having said that, uh, let's get into our uh, X factor and our predictions for this week. All right. So as far as the X factor this week. Um, Ah, uh, it's just, you know, it's it's a tough week, I think, for predictions, uh, you know, whether it be X-Factor or score predictions, you know. Uh, you know, it's kind of been finagling it around in my head trying to trying to figure it out, you know. Uh, but there's quite a few things that could definitely be um, X-Factors for West Virginia in this one. You know, pretty much anything's an X-Factor at this point offensively for West Virginia. <laughs> I was going to say everything. Because the lack that they're of. So, uh, but uh, what are you thinking, Stephen, as far as your X-Factor uh, this week? Hmm. Uh, Coach Brown might get on to me for saying this, but I'm going to use the word freshman. Uh, Uh-oh. I think, uh, I think freshman play is, uh, is going to be the X factor this week. I think how these young guys uh, continue to answer the call that, you know, it's really going to, to tell a lot to me uh, about where this team is, at, you know, at this point in the season, especially after losing what, what was it, three now, almost four. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's got to be a freshman play for me, man. But uh, yeah, weirder things. I, I keep saying this stuff, man. Weirder things have happened. TCU just beat Oklahoma. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you know, it's uh, was that could did anybody else picture that? No, nope. I don't think I don't think TCU's you saw that horrible you know, football team. It was, uh, it was upsets all around. It was upsets all around this past week in, in the Big Twelve. You know, so. Um, I don't. I, I I agree with you. I think freshman play is going to be big, but for me, I think the X factor. You know, kind of touched on it just just moments ago. I think that uh, you know forcing turnovers and creating negative plays. The defense can get Baylor off track. You know, force some negative plays on early downs, and you know then hopefully can get some third down stops or you know create turnovers because I think that's kind of the way that they're going to stay in this game is creating negative plays and forcing turnovers. So for me, it's just kind of the defense uh, being able to uh, do that and uh, create those negative plays and force turnovers. That's my X factor for this week. Um, Bradley, what about you as far as X factor for this game against Baylor? I've done it several times where I've gone X factor, Neil Brown. This time I'm going to go X factor. I'm going to put it just on the team this time. I think Neil Brown's going to cut loose and he's going to put players in there. He's going to say, Hey, it's going to be really on how they perform. They come in there and like really try hard. That's what I want to see. I want to see that effort that I've been seeing all year, that I've loved to see all year, that I didn't see in the fourth quarter of the Oklahoma game. So I'm putting it on the players at least come in and, you know, put their effort into it. That's all I need. Yeah, B- bounce back physically, bounce back mentally. 
Because uh, as yeah, long as absolutely. you keep in it like they have been, and I, like I said, I have faith in them, I'm trusting in them, I, they've given me a reason to believe that they will do what I expect them to do. It's just like, it's what you have to do if you want to win this game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If you want right. to have a chance. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. You want to keep it keep it close at least and, you know, have a chance late, late in it. Um, so uh, score predictions, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and start first because uh, – Mine may have been spoiled if uh, anyone got to check oh, out uh, my segment. Is. Yeah, as I was gonna say, if anyone got to check out my uh, interview on the uh, Please Bear With Me podcast of the Baylor guys, uh, Scotty Swingler, the host there of the Please Bear With Me podcast, had me on to help preview the game. He asked me my predictions, so kind of gave it away on there. Um, if you haven't checked that out, definitely do that. Uh, pretty good show. Scotty runs a great podcast over there. Real appreciative of him having me on. But having said that, I went with uh, – 31 to 21 Baylor win. So I think Baylor's favored by 17 at the moment or, or something around there. So I think West Virginia has the ability to keep it close. Um, you know, Baylor's riding high undefeated, and sometimes you can catch a team when they're doing that. So West Virginia might be able to, you know, stick in this one longer than expected. But I think, you know, with the injuries on defense and, you know, the way West Virginia's offense has played, Baylor has enough to pull it out in the end. So I'll give Baylor a 10-point win in this one, uh, 31 to 21. Um, Bradley, what about you? What are you thinking prediction-wise? I think at this point in time, it's just a crapshoot. Honestly, this is just it, – it, this could be anything. But I'll give us the benefit of the doubt. I'll say I'll, – I'll, I'll at least get it as under 17. I'll say 34 to 21. I like it. Baylor. I like it. You know, I think I we at least find something it. on offense. But I still think they might even run up for, you know, 50, 60. So. Yeah, yeah. I think optimistically you're keeping it at like a two-position game or less. And then, you know, but if you're if you're looking at it, you know, not so optimistically, kind of judging by the way West Virginia has played and the way these injuries might affect them, it could be uh, beyond that. But, you know, I think it's, like I said before, it's just kind of a kind of a bad matchup for West Virginia right now. So um, I definitely uh, agree with that. Um, Steven, what about you? What are you thinking uh, prediction-wise? Yeah, so I see uh, you guys are going to make me the bad guy. So, uh, <laughs> hey, somebody's got to be the bad guy. I was the bad look, guy at so, uh, Oklahoma uh, previews. So. Look, I've, <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been following this team for a long time, and I, I want to give them credit, man, but I, I just can't do it. Uh, as bad as I hate to do it, man, I, I'm picking West Virginia by uh, probably 21 points. Um um, West Virginia I, by 21? No, no. Toulouse, oh, okay. I, I was like, I was like, I was like what? Seven. I was like, "What's good?" You did. You did say that this was the game that they could get. <laughs> no, not, not not like that. If they were going to win, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be by twenty-one points. He uh, said they I, could, like as in like a one percent chance or something. Right, right. Uh, no, I, I believe West Virginia loses this by twenty-one. I don't know exact the exact score. I don't want to put a score on it if I'm picking to lose by that much. Um, but you know. Mountaineer Nation, I do have a spoiler alert for you. I have them winning the next game. I got us beating Texas Tech, and I got us winning the next three after that. So yeah. you did that in the season prediction roundtable. You know, so if I did, does lose, by. they could. You know, like your thing could come true if they can win those last four. So I'm sticking by it, brother, because I feel like I West like Virginia it. Yo, I'm all in. in the bottom part of this season. I don't believe that any player on this team has given up, and I believe that somebody is going to find. Um, a spark, if you will. It's got to come from somewhere. All, all it cannot continue. It won't continue to stagnate like it has. Like, that's just no. impossible. Not, I can't not with this coaching staff, not with this this team and the morale that I've seen. I promise you that they will find a way to pull out some more wins this season, and they're going to find a way to get bowl eligible. It's You're going to see Ollie Jennings out. catching two balls with one hand. In the end of the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> you got hey. D-hop, D-hop, like uh, D-hop said earlier. He can't throw the ball himself, but West Virginia might have to do that to him. 
Yeah, you might have to. <laughs> so, uh, before before we wrap up, I'm going to put you guys on the spot one more time. Uh, yes or no answer. We all three predicted six and six in the pre- season prediction roundtable. At this point, uh, yes or no answer, rapid fire. Is West Virginia going to a bowl game, Stephen? Yes. Bradley? Yes. Jordan? No. I knew that. I knew nah, I, I just I, – I, 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 I want to go with the 6-6. Six and six. I think this team could get hot late, but the way the injuries are piling up – you know, I'm not saying that's an excuse, but I just I – don't, I don't know. I, I think you're looking at 4-8, 5-7 and, eight, no, five and seven at this point. Uh, I'm just – just know I'm very optimistic going into the Baylor game, so I could still – like – if you ask me again okay. next week, my answer could be different. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's the thing. I got this game's going to be a, a big barometer. All right, go I ahead. I think I did that earlier in the I got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. Okay. Barring uh, Thursday night's game. So if West Virginia loses this game on Thursday, how many more wins do you see West Virginia getting? Or if they win this Thursday, how many more wins do you see West Virginia getting? Oh, if if we win against Baylor, then – I, th- I think we win five or six. If we lose, I think we win maybe one more. Uh, so so yeah. if we beat Baylor, it flops your decision. Yeah, if we beat Baylor, I think that you still got the bowl this game on the table. This is an impressive Baylor okay. team, and it shows yeah. me that we're not absolutely just scrambling for, you know. But then on the flip there. side, if, if you lose to Baylor, I think you might beat Texas Tech. And, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if you'll get any more other other than that. Well, let me just, uh, see, I feel like I'm the other way. I feel like I'm yeah, not. Yeah, Bradley, what do you we, think? If we lose to Baylor by like forty, like I said, that's gonna that's gonna disheart me a lot. That one's gonna put a real bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the season, which is fine. I can live with it. I'll be a happy, sad fan. But if we come in there, we make it a close game, then I have a lot more confidence because you look at it. We played the probably the top four teams in the Big Twelve back to back to back. You know, it's just it's a rough part of the schedule, and you know, Baylor's played Iowa State. They haven't played Oklahoma. They haven't played Texas. You know, they haven't. They beat a K State team, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. That might be right now. Yeah, they, like they did. So, they did. They beat K State. Yeah. You know that's that's good, but it's not like they they've gone through the same gauntlet that we have. You know what I mean? They don't have to play themselves. That's true. You know, so you know, it, it's really it, us losing. Us just losing isn't just going to make me give up, but like the way we play. Like I said, and that's why I guess it was my X factor. Just talking about, I need to see how the team plays to make me know if I'm. If I need to buy him for more for next season, and I mean I'm a long-term fan, that's going to happen. If I'm going to buy him more for next season, I hope that we just keep cutting injuries for the rest of the like the year. You know. Also, I want to correct myself. Um, I said earlier that Oklahoma just lost to TCU. Yeah, you did. I'm so sorry. It was Kansas State. I, yeah. I didn't want to put you on the spot. See, I just kind of rolled with it. TCU is a horrible football team. I just I was going to point it out afterward after the pod came out, and I was just going to tell everybody how dumb you were, but. I see what kind of friends I've got on the podcast, guys. I'll tell you that. He's got a perfect round table. I just so want to let it be known I do know what I'm talking about. But listen, not yeah, you're doing the best. You're doing the best. I didn't best want to be the prick like, no, man, it was Kansas State. You know, I felt like a, I felt like a dick for oh. doing it. So. Okay, but, all is well with the world. Everything's correct now. But, yeah, okay, Kansas State. Good. And in other news, Texas is not back. Texas is not back. I said they weren't Almost back. Uh, I just want to let that be known that I also called that. Thank you very much, Mountain Nation. Close game against West Virginia. Nearly lost to Kansas. Fall to TCU. Not back. Not back. West Virginia will beat Texas again next year down in Austin. I'm calling it now. Love it. Love it. Is, is the Big 12 out of the playoffs? 
Uh, if Oklahoma loses yeah. again, yes. If Oklahoma I, wins out, they still have a chance. I think that I don't think Kansas so. State, think Kansas State have to keep winning, right? I, I think I think that would be yeah be better for Oklahoma if they did, but I don't I don't think Oklahoma is going to win out. I, I I don't know. I think that Iowa State or Baylor either one could get them. I don't uh, think that they'll lose a regular season game. I think they'll lose a Big Twelve championship game. Yeah, I think I think Sorry. that I think that you know you saw that defense kind of revert in that Kansas State game. So it just depends on if they get back on track, and if they don't, then I definitely think Oklahoma uh, could lose one more. So, yeah. but. I guess that uh that will pretty much do it. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Uh, anything, Stephen? Uh, yeah. The next time you guys let me go uh, with an error, uh, I'm gonna be very upset. Oh man! Oh man! He's no. gonna he's gonna he's gonna get a lawyer on us. Where where where? Legal precautions. He's, he's taking legal action. Uh, no, I I, I, <laughs> I got the first name of two dudes wrong today, so let's. We're not, we're not the best. Ben, Look, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. You got to bear with us, okay? Yeah, we're only we're, we're only human. We're gonna go through rough spots, okay? We we're not perfect. Yeah, we're we're definitely not perfect. <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen, we're pretty close, but <laughs> I mean, the right hair. now I'm starving. We're we letting hair. this podcast just draw out. Yeah, we've been rambling okay. on tonight. Just got, I just we've missed each other. Guys. That's all it is. We just miss each other. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Sure. That's it. In all seriousness, uh, the, the final uh, thoughts that I have on this, uh, West Virginia just has to do the same thing I've been talking about every game this season, find an identity somehow, some way. You've got to do it. Um, whether you win this game or not, try to find an identity because if you don't, you're not going to have anything towards the end of this season. Uh, with that said, I think West Virginia capitalizes after this week, but this week I feel like they're going to uh, they're going to feel the same thing they have in the last three weeks. So, Absolutely. My final thought, uh, I know I've been kind of the Debbie Downer of uh, this podcast a little bit, but I just want to say uh, I'm trusting the climb and trust the climb. That's my final thought. Uh, Bradley, what about you? Yeah, I hope we don't have another Missouri game. I hope we don't have a fiasco. And uh, trust the climb, baby. We're here, for, we're here for the long run. That's right. So trust the climb. This has been the Country Roads webcast where we are always trusting the climb here. Brought to you by Trio 4 Productions, the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Follow Almost Heaven Athletics on Twitter at AHAthleticsWV. And you can find the podcast on any platform you prefer. Just search the Country Roads webcast. And we'll be back again next week to recap the Baylor game and preview what's the let to come in the West Virginia football season in 2019. For Bradley and Steven, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go Mountaineers.